Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking on the show today, episode 37. Uh, we kind of forgot the SEC uh, college football preview last week, so we'll put it in here. Uh, and then, of course, we dive into week one of the NFL season that starts tomorrow. Uh, so much to talk about, games, picks, everything you could possibly want to talk about with uh, the first week of the NFL season, uh, a brand new year. It's very exciting. All right. As always, you can email us at dsethepodcast at gmail.com, at dsepodcast on Twitter, dsethepodcast on Instagram. Rate and review us five stars, Apple Podcasts, to help other people find us. If you give us a five-star review, we'll read it on the pod. That is the deal. All right. All of that out of the way. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman. And alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who's definitely going to go 3-0 on his picks this week. Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim. I love the optimism. That's great. <laughs> Uh, it, let's let's ride that let's ride that into the whole season that'd be I mean it's it's incredible like how so it, it's hard and it is it's hard and it isn't to to pick winners in the NFL um I think like I guess what I mean by that we can get more into it when we pick the games like it's um I I heard a thing a while ago and I kind of like checked into it just because I was interested in it that you know, the spread is dead. Like you're looking at games and, you know, it's somewhere around like three quarters of the time. Um, the point spread does not factor into who wins or loses a, a, a placed bet. Um, having said, so like you think, oh, all I have to do is pick a winner, which like you look at the two teams and whoever you think is going to win is who you should pick. But that's pretty hard, <laughs> it turns out. So like you you know, if you just kind of look at the game, theoretically, it should be easier. Like, get the spread out of there. Just look at the game. Pick who you think is going to win. So you've made it easier. Right? Like, step one is easier. But the whole idea of picking a winner in the NFL is is not easy. Yeah. And and people that bet on the NFL a long time have found that it's it's a very tricky thing to bet on. Just because of, you know, it's played at a very high level. The the differences between even the good and bad teams is still pretty small. Um, and the ball is still shaped like an egg uh, with pointy corners and it yep. bounces all over the place like crazy. So there's so much randomness just built into the game itself that um, that's what also makes it fun because anything could happen um, there. There's it's just it keeps you on the edge of your seat until the end. So, um, and, you're, and you're really playing against, you're picking against, you know, it's not like you and me are picking against each other. You're picking against, you know, an advanced algorithm that has run this scenario, you know, a, a bazillion times and has come up with, you know, the the spread for the game that 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 computer. So, you know, you're not it's not like it's it's not like human to human. You're you're playing against uh, a difficult opponent. Yeah. And the, th the thing, especially about the first week is that these lines came out months ago, right? Like when you start going week to week, they come out on Monday night or, or Tuesday morning. Right. Um, and then they get messed around with all week, but these have right. been out for months and they've been pushed and pulled and in every different direction by all the different, um, you know, 
gambling big money players and little money players and everything so these are these are these are good lines for the first for the first week as far and, as and really like who really knows like this week you know like that's what that that's what makes week one such an interesting thing like how many we don't know who the surprise team is going to be this year or who what, what team is like we have an idea of of what might happen but uh you know I don't think anyone thought that the Houston Texans last year would only win what was it four games uh you know I don't think people thought that was going to happen going into that season and was going to fire their coach four games into the season um, right and and the last year week one the guaranteed lock of all locks was Indianapolis over Jacksonville um, and we'll talk a little bit about right. Survivor and later. Like exactly. 50% of Survivor entries just wiped out in the first week. Boom. Jacksonville won their only game in week one against Indianapolis. So, you know, I think you're right in that there's a lot of lot more unknowns this year. We don't we can can figure out what we think is going to happen based on, oh, this new player is in here. This player is hurt. Right. Um, but we still we just don't know. And, right. we, and you know what? Week 17. Week eighteen, we still won't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we still we'll still be scratching our heads, wondering what happened. Yeah. So, so let's um let's do a couple other items first, and then we'll swing around and finish up yeah. the rest of it with the NFL. So, um, you know, obviously, week one of college football happened. Um, a couple of big games, obviously UNC that we talked about in the ACC preview, they lost. Yeah. Um, Georgia. In the SEC that we're about to talk about, um, beat Clemson in, in a, a big Week One game, so they they are, uh, are are riding high certainly off that win. So I thought um, that was a, I thought that was a did those two teams play baseball. I saw it was what was it ten to three. Yeah, yeah, my it was, goodness. I, yeah, it was it was a pretty low scoring game. So uh, maybe those teams aren't all that good. Hmm. Well, and hmm. you know, I think. Uh, Georgia certainly has a good defense and Clemson is returning much more defensive players than they are offensive players. Obviously they're starting a new quarterback, Travis Etienne as well. And I, I think members of their offensive line. So yeah, um, they did have some turnover for sure. Yeah. So I, I think that has something to do with it. And, you know, just again, like just, just like the NFL college football has turned into a kind of a quarterback driven league, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, where if you have a better quarterback, you're more likely to win quarterback um, and coach. Same, same, yeah. Same yeah. as the NFL turns out. Same deal. Same deal. So it used to not be as much that way. You know, you saw Alabama win with guys that were uh, less than, you know, super, superstar NFL prospects, but now it's quarterback and coach just like the NFL. So, um, you know, we saw some struggles with uh, the Clemson's new quarterback. So yep. he struggled with a good defense admittedly, but he still did struggle, so they, they had trouble, obviously, scoring points there. So um, that that buoys Georgia a little bit, who um, – so obviously Alabama, I mean, I don't know. Their you know, death taxes in Alabama being the favorite to win the SEC uh, is yep. not, uh, not, not a big surprise there. So um, next uh, would be Georgia there off that big win. Um, Beyond that, there's Texas A&M, there's Florida, LSU, Auburn. I don't know if any of these teams are really um, risks to win the SEC. It's probably going to end up to be Georgia and Alabama again um, in the SEC championship. What do you think? 
Yeah, so um, you got to factor in that a couple of those, yeah, a couple of those teams are going to knock, knock each other off. Um, so I guess the every so everybody won in the SEC except for Vanderbilt and LSU. So um, that's kind of where where the where the league is at. So yeah, I'm seeing Alabama out of the SEC West, and I guess like I'd like to see Georgia um, keep doing it. Um, they're sort of one of those teams that's well, you know, what was it a few weeks ago? I said uh, that um, Jim Harbaugh was like really good at going eight and four or nine and three. Um, <laughs> yeah. Georgia seems like they're really good at going ten and two, um, right. and like either getting into the playoff because ESPN loves to have two SEC teams or because uh, or, or, or that they like just missed out. Uh, So I guess they're, they're probably the team to uh, the team to look out for in the other side of that uh, other side of that conference. I don't know that Texas A&M is going to be all that, great um i'm re- i've read a, a number of things that they're one of the more overrated teams in the country uh and then i'd say you know just look out for uh look out for um a team like mississippi to at least be in the conversation before they play alabama uh ole miss um i don't think they're a particularly bad program they uh I'm pretty sure they they won handily uh, last week, I'm trying to remember who they, um, who they played. Uh, yeah, they they beat up on uh, on Louisville by a few touchdowns. So, yeah, I'd say look to them as maybe a surprise team. Other than that, yeah, I, I think your cream of the crop is, you know, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, and I think you know one of the um, other teams that could be good in the East with Georgia is. Um, Florida, but Florida has a tough schedule in that they play both Alabama and Georgia. So they, and obviously they play Florida state um, who we saw played a really good game on national TV on Sunday night. Um, So they obviously always give Florida trouble as well. So that one should be interesting, but I I don't think in the end Florida will challenge. It'll be Florida. It'll be Georgia and Alabama and the SEC championship game. And one of them wins and the other one probably still goes to the, to the playoff, especially if Clemson is having a down year. So um, if Clemson is having down year, that leaves open spots for lots of a couple other teams. Exactly. So yeah, let's see how, let's see how it plays out. I've also read a couple of articles that says, or that have said that Kentucky is kind of a, a underrated team that could, make some noise now they played uh louisiana monroe uh first week of the season so nothing really there to uh to get excited about but they do play missouri next week and those are two two teams that could potentially emerge as if it's not going to be georgia or florida those two are like the second tier of that sec east your your belief in Mizzou football is is much stronger than my belief in Mizzou football. It's not that strong. It's just middle tier <laughs> SEC East. One of those two teams is gonna yeah. is gonna have a have an outside chance. Uh, so if it's not gonna be, if it, let's we'll call it Kentucky just for the for the sake of, of being together on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, I'm I'm always there for getting my hopes up for Mizzou football and having it completely. Having, so, yeah. having uh your heart ripped out. Who was the quarterback yeah. that they had that um that re- it's recently and is now in the NFL? Oh, they had Blaine they had Blaine Gabbert for a while. Um their really good seasons were with the guy who's now a career backup. Um oh my gosh, what is his name? Um and he he has just like kind of like been a backup everywhere. Um, like what's his name? Well, Drew Locke was obviously oh, there. Drew, as Drew well. Locke. That's who I'm. That's who I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Chase, I think Dan- is, yeah. Chase Daniel. Yep. They had great. That was one of their best when Kansas and them were both good when Chase Daniel was there. That was a really fun run as well. Hey, um, backup quarterback factory. It's a great. It's a great living. You hold a clipboard. Hey. You make. Four or five million dollars, and you're everybody's best friend when, uh, uh, when the the starting quarterback struggles. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's something to say that they have three quarterbacks who are currently on NFL rosters. I don't know how many teams can actually say that beyond the like beyond the big teams, you know. So that's I I don't even um, know that they could, to be honest. <laughs> like there are, well, that that are I I mean I guess I'm just thinking immediately. I know Ohio State. There are two quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I can't think that Alabama has more than Mac Jones or no, no, of course they do. They have Jalen hurts. Uh, well, if you count Jalen hurts and Tua. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think, um, they have a backup McElroy McSorley. One of those guys is a backup on, on one of those teams as well. So they, they have a couple, um, but you know, Mizzou has had a couple of, uh, all of those, well, Chase Daniel wasn't highly rated, but. Um, they have had some some good quarterbacks come out of there for sure. So yeah, I think Greg um, McElroy is who you're talking about. Yes, is he still in the NFL? <laughs> I know he was drafted by the Jets, and I think he even started a game. <laughs> He's I read an article about like all the different quarterbacks that the Jets have had over the last ten years, and he his name popped up in that. But you know, McElroy is not around. There was okay. one. There was he. He's a commentator now. There was one quarterback yeah. who I was thinking of. Um, the backup to it in Atlanta, um, was, uh, somebody from, from Alabama. So I can't, okay. I can't quite remember. So, uh, it's AJ, oh, McCarron. AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron, yes. AJ yeah. McCarron. So there you go. All right. Enough of the trivia section. Yeah. Of right. Our, of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, before we get into the quarterbacks, can you name yeah. from <laughs> <laughs> ready? Get set, go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, before we dive into the NFL, I had just had one other topic. Obviously, we had Ben on last week talking about soccer. So yeah. another another quick soccer item that I wanted to express my not not a rant doesn't rise to the level of a rant, but I wanted to. You don't have to, you know, if you don't have an opinion on this, Tim, you don't have to. It's, uh, it's you the kissing your sister team, right? Like yes, that's, that's yes, what we're exactly. Doing here. So yeah, so um, as Ben mentioned. Um, World Cup qualifying for the U.S. has started this week. There's a, uh, another game tonight, Wednesday night, late um, in Honduras. But um, the U.S. has started with two games, um, one in El Salvador and one at home against Canada, both uh, draws or ties, uh, depending on where you are from or how much Ted Lasso you've watched. Yep. Um, the first one was nil-nil or zero-zero, um, and the second one was one-one. So uh, obviously... Uh, away World Cup qualifiers are are by definition difficult to win. Um, the conditions and the um, you know the time that you're flying from your club team to 
the United States for training, then down to El Salvador. And, you know, there's reports of bad hotels and bad locker rooms and people setting off fireworks outside your hotel all night so you don't sleep. All of that being said, I, I think it is is pretty clear that when the United States ranked 10th in the world, plays El Salvador and Canada ranked like 60th in the world, they should beat them. So tying both of those games, two games into a 14-game uh, round robin uh, puts them a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, so I, I think, you know, uh, it's it's disappointing uh, start to say the least. I think they, uh, it's not revolutionary to say they should win the games, but uh, I think they should just win the games. That's what I say. So I, I think um, I, you answered one of my questions, uh, which was how many games exactly. I knew it was like over um over 10 so it's 14 games yeah so there's eight teams and they play home and home with everybody okay so that'd be 14 and yep. over what span of time are we it's talking? basically a year like 250 days you know they go back you know there's little windows so they have windows where they play three games in a week and then they go back to their club team for right. a couple months and then back and forth so so while it's not necessarily panic time there is that from what it sounds like to me, there's that looming uh, 2017 debacle where they had to they had to win the final game against what I believe it was Panama. They had to win it, so they had to either win or end it as it ended up during the game based on point differential and all that. They just had to tie uh, Trinidad and Tobago in Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago, not. A huge soccer nation no um not a huge nation period um and they lost and they were didn't qualify obviously for the last world right. cup in russia so while it's early that's sort of the 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 cloud that's hanging over the whether fair or not uh what is what's hanging over everyone's memory uh you know and uh, of this team and yeah you don't want to be in a position where you have to uh, beat Trinidad and Tobago in order to in order to make right. it. Um, you'd like to already have that spot secure, uh, if yep. possible. So, um, yeah, it's early. So two games out of fourteen is whatever one divided by seven is in terms of right. percentages. Uh, yeah, ten to eleven, twelve percent, something like that. Right. So um, it seems like we got a long way to go, but let's stop tying teams. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's let's beat the teams that we need to beat, especially right. because you've got two games against Mexico, which if you, I mean, you could get just one tie out of that or you could get a win and a loss, right? So you, you're playing the easier teams now, should beat the easier teams. Mexico won in Costa Rica, right? Obviously, it's possible to win away from home in this qualifying, um, but weird things do happen. So, yeah. Um, so let's hopefully win tonight in, in Honduras and everybody can like take their finger off the panic button. Just exactly. A little bit. Um, and so I would appreciate that. Certainly. All right. No need, yeah, no need to panic. Let's yet. Okay. So let's go ahead and head to the NFL. Okay. All right, Tim, here we go. It's week one in the NFL. So let's, go. um, Let's start out. I think I'm very excited about this. Let's um, let's go ahead and start out. I guess with the top games this week. So let's let's just talk about um, tomorrow night's game, 
right? Defending champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys, the stars of hard knocks. Um, couldn't be a bigger game, I think. Um, you got Tom Brady, you got the, the Dallas Cowboys and all of their prestige. Um, return a Dak, return a Dak. Return, yeah. Yeah, return a Dak. Everything is kind of um, star studded for this event. So um, I'll throw it to you first. Just give me, like, this is the one of the big games of the week that we're going to talk about. So just give me your, uh, your, your thoughts on this one real quick. Well, so I, I heard today that uh, the Cowboys have all players or they had a pretty, um, what do you call it? A clean injury sheet or list or injury report. That's what it's called. Uh, with the exception of that offensive lineman, uh, Zach, Zach Martin. Martin. Yep. Who I believe there is no chance now that he can play. Is that correct? Yeah, he's out. He was out. Right. He's on, on, the co- on the COVID list and he's out. And everybody, uh, well, Ezekiel Elliott, at least, is everybody in that scenario, uh, saying he's the most valuable player on the team. Um, and that's scary because we all remember how um, the defensive front for the Buccaneers made Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes run around like like he was playing flag football because they had a couple they had some problems on their offensive line. So certainly it's not looking great for the Cowboys heading into this game. It'll be exciting to see uh, to see Dak Prescott back. Uh, it'll be exciting to see the Super Bowl champions who pretty much are returning just about everybody from from last year's team very little turnover um square off now i don't know if it's an eight now even though i just complimented the algorithms that make all this stuff up it is still week one and i don't know that this is an eight and a half point game um it yeah this seems like it might be a little closer but yeah this one started at six and it's moved out to eight eight and a half now uh, in favor of tampa bay the one thing i don't like about that is that I think it's quite likely that there's a backdoor touchdown late in this game that sure. hits it under eight and a half. Um, probably, um, you know, Dallas scoring late, get a touchdown with like less than a minute left and and failing an onside kick, I think is quite likely in this one. Yeah, um, that's I what wouldn't you worry say, about I, with these like yeah. more than touchdown lines, by the way. Is, yeah. is like, is there going to be a score at the end of the game when the Buccaneers are playing prevent defense and, you know, don't really care? Right, and it's the first game, and Dak is first game back, and they want to kind of get some momentum going forward towards their second game. Because I, I agree with you, I think Tampa Bay is probably going to um, roll this game. Um, the total started at fifty three, and now down to fifty one and a half. That uh, I think that Tampa Bay is definitely going to be able to score. Dallas will probably be able to score late. Um, over fifty one and a half seems pretty tempting there, but. I don't know if I'd be able to pull the trigger on so that. So let's think about that. Is that uh that's 31-21. Can you see this could you see the score being 31-20, right? That's 52 yeah. points. So can you see yeah. the score being 31-21? Yeah, I think I think like a 31-24 like Dallas just getting yeah. going to 24 at the end of the game would that, be yeah. That that's would get, like would get you. I know you um I know that this is like very rudimentary thinking and I'm sure there's like, again, you know, much more complex ways to do this, but that's kind of how I like to think about the over under like 30. All right. If we think the Buccaneers are going to win, could we, could we envision it being 31, 21, 31, 24. And if your answer is yes, then I guess you have your answer. 
Right. So. Right. I mean, yeah. Buccaneers can definitely put up 31. I think Dallas's uh, offensive talent is, I mean, even without Zach Martin, they're probably going to score a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you talked me into that one a little bit. I might I might turn it into like a uh, one of those uh, same game parlays or something like that for the first game. But um, I, I think that uh, Tom Brady is definitely going to be able to throw a couple touchdowns here. Um, to whom I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think this is, I don't know. I think I watched a little bit more Hard Knocks. I don't know. Did you finish? Did you watch more Hard Knocks? I, I have uh, two more episodes to go. Yeah. So I watched a little bit more and I just, I don't know. There's something, there's something not quite there. And I don't know. It just doesn't feel right with the, the team the team oh, i was gonna say the team or the show because i had some thoughts on the show not feeling right but maybe it's because the team doesn't feel right right yeah i don't it just feels like i don't know it, it just feels weird i don't know go is ahead it, give me your thoughts coach? on the show is it is it mike mccarthy i i mean that's he, what it is for me that's why this show yeah. is boring like yeah. I, I well it's not boring all right it, that was that was maybe over the top but it's not as good as other seasons and it struck me the seasons that I've liked the most are the seasons where there's a head coach that gives them access and like has personality. Like last season with Sean McVay was, was neat. Like they had the cameras in on, on the off uh, on, uh, on his meetings. And he was like this, this ball of energy The my, I think my favorite season. And I think it's regarded as one of the better ones that they've done is the Rex Ryan Jets season. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, like just, big coach personality and that's not who McCarthy is. And maybe that's why like we've had all these questions about like, do the Cowboys even like, <laughs> like does he right. even know what's going on with a team? And, you know, I, I don't know. It, I think he just seems like an interesting, an interesting guy that is maybe a little is standoffish the right word. Right. He definitely seems like disconnected kind of yeah. like off in his own, like, like world not world but like his own kind of container right where he's doing his head coach stuff and it's like you know i don't know maybe they had a bunch and it left on the cutting room floor because it's so boring but he just feels disconnected from the team obviously the the position coaches are more involved with every player but um yeah i just you know i i coach and quarterback right that's what we talk about coaching quarterback dak and him seems like very much like um you know, an arranged marriage where they don't yeah, really like it's each an other odd couple. Much. It's an yeah. odd couple. Yeah. So um I think we are both high on Tampa Bay and low on Dallas, but I don't think that we're gonna have the cover here um by Tampa Bay. Um it's certainly possible. Yeah. I, I think Tampa Bay could just rough them up 41 14. Um but I, I think it's more likely that that we see a, a game that gets close. Yeah. I, I I think in these early games with like a, sh- a shortened preseason where not everybody was was even playing in those preseason games. Like, I don't know how sharp are some of these guys going to be. It, it it's always week one is always a a coin flip. So if if yep. the Cowboys came out and won this game, it would be a surprise, but it wouldn't be the most shocking thing that's ever happened in week one of the NFL for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's go to the next one. Uh, these are my these are my picks as top games. So yeah. Tim, feel free to throw some in at the end here. So. No, I love I love what you got here. Let's go. Okay. 
All right. So the next one is Casey versus Cleveland. Um, this one's at, at four o'clock on Sunday, four o'clock Eastern. Um, yep. so what some people are calling a preview of the AFC championship game. I'm not going to go um, that far, but so, but both very good teams, obviously Casey knocked Cleveland out of the playoffs <clears throat> last year. Um, so um, what do you think about this one? Yeah. So I think, I have to at least start coming to terms with the fact that Baker Mayfield is not a bust. He may not be the, you know, might not be a huge star, but he's a good NFL quarterback. Right. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. So, um, a side note, a game I like to play with, with people is redraft that quarterback class. Uh, with those five QBs. I think, I think we've played it on here. We played it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, so I, I think now I'd have to accept the fact that he would, he'd be, uh, he'd be up there or that maybe yeah. he wasn't, maybe it wasn't a bad pick to pick him number one overall. Having said that, um, I think, you know, the chiefs at home, uh, probably the first time there's going to have been fans in that stadium in what, two years, uh, that place is going to be an absolute, um, rocket of a of a place to be it's it's just going to be out off the off the walls so i see the browns having some trouble there and the chiefs coming out with a with a win yeah and i think obviously the browns have revamped their defense that was their problem last year a lot of their defense they got they got some better um players including a couple players from the la rams star defensive um from last year so i and and drafted uh a linebacker. I think that will give them some help. However, I don't think I'm with you, Tim. I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, the number is six points there. Um, I still think Patrick Mahomes and Kansas city will do enough. Um, Kansas city fixed their, their, obviously their one problem that they ran into all season pretty much was their offensive line fell apart in, in the super bowl, as we all saw. And we all talked about here. So, um, there uh, they did fix that maybe they overcorrected a little bit but you know i always think that there's no such thing as too much investment in the offensive line because yep. that helps keep your quarterback upright that helps your running game that helps everything on your team so um uh, i don't know if there's any thing i would do on the line here this is just one that i'm going to try to watch as much of as that i can so that uh, i can see you know kind of the two two probably I would say probably the two best teams going against each other um, in week one. So too bad. It's not on a, a night game, but yep. um, that probably it's the CBS or whatever game. Yeah. It's gotta be the game of the, the game of the yep. week there. Yeah. All right. So on to the next one I picked, which is actually um, the LA chargers at the Washington football team. So this one is a pick them or, or minus one plus one on either side. Um, so LA chargers come all the way East for one o'clock kickoff. Probably a lot of that is, um, uh, diluted a little bit cause it's the first game of the year, but still, um, coming East for a one o'clock kickoff and the chargers, obviously a lot of hype on them based on Herbert's uh, play in, in, in last year. Um, hoping for like not a sophomore slump, but a sophomore step up whatever that whatever the opposite of a sophomore slump is um and washington football team obviously great defense and got ryan fitzpatrick um to be their quarterback what do you think tim um i am all over the football team on this one um there 
all it's like uh, everything's combining into one here. So I don't like West Coast teams playing one one p.m. games on the East Coast. So right there, I already like Washington. Two, I love the Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love that they picked up. Um, they have uh, Curtis Samuel now, who's uh, sort of a Swiss Army knife. I'm using the term that you like to you like to use, um, like a Swiss Army knife kind of a player, uh, where they can use him in the slot. They can take the top off the defense with him. Um, and I obviously love Terry McLaurin. And last I checked, um, Chase Young still plays for the football team. And so I think Herbert's going to have a, have a long day with, uh, with that Washington football team defense. I, I don't know why this game's an even line. Um, I would like, cause usually right. The home team gets, gets like three off the top or three, three out of the gate. Right. That's sort of the, yep. the, the base. So it's almost like on a neutral field, this would be Washington plus three, which I don't know that Washington's worse than the chargers. Certainly not last yep. year. They weren't. So uh, give me the football team. Yep. Yep. Sneak preview um, of my, my best bets. Um, I'm, I'm on the Washington football team here. That's on my I list like too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like Gibson. I like adding Samuel to Taylor McLaurin. I like their defense is still probably going to be quite good. Um, so I don't think that LA is going to um, get out far enough ahead that the fist magic won't be able to come back yeah. and finish them off. This game has like Ryan Fitzpatrick for 375 yards and three touchdowns or something. Maybe, Hey, you might even have two picks, but like right. I just see, I see him having a monster, uh, a monster first game. Yep. And so the LA chargers obviously have a new uh, defensive coach, uh, yep. Brandon Staley, who was from the Rams. So hopefully they're hoping they can get a little bit more out of their defense. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think this one's going to be a little bit lower scoring, maybe not three touchdowns from Ryan Fitzpatrick, but um, this one will be interesting, but I, I, I'm, I'm 100% on Washington on this one. All okay. right. So, um, I, I threw another couple ones in here Tim, I'll let you, I'll let you pick unless there's, um, unless there's what's on the list you, you agree. So, with. well, are we doing our, what do you mean? We'll do, we'll do our three picks. Well, I, I, did you want to pick another game? Oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh, the, um, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see. So the Packers saints game that uh, that's in there, um, it'll be interesting to see what the saints can do. Um, how, how creative um, can that offense get without Drew Brees and Michael Thomas? I mean, they still have uh, Alvin Kamara, who's, you know, uh, just got to be one of the most dynamic backs, if not the most dynamic back in the NFL. Um, so, and we forget, like, Jameis Winston, while he threw a million interceptions, he's not a bad quarterback. Uh, so I don't know that they're going to beat the Packers. The fact that the Packers are going there um, kind of evens that playing field a little bit. Uh, so I think that's a fun game that I'm interested in watching. And I, if, if you're making me pick it, uh, I'm going to pick the Packers, I guess. But I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, if the Saints come away with a win uh, in that game, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. Um, this game will be played in Jacksonville, 
if I have that correctly, because of Ooh, no oh, power because of, okay. still in New Orleans. Yeah. So basically a neutral field um, for this one. Um, so the the line is definitely tilted um, from it opened months ago with New Orleans favored. Now it's four points to Green Bay. Good Green point. Bay kind of pretty much returning their whole team. Um, and uh, New Orleans obviously starting Jameis Winston um, and no Michael Thomas. So right. um, Jameis Winston will have some bullseye touchdowns to Traquan Smith and uh, Galloway, their other wide receiver. Um, but he'll also have some bullets that will be returned for touchdowns too. Yep. I like I like Green Bay here. Four points is tempting, uh, but I'm probably this this one's got too much with Jameis. It's got too much. Um, too much variation, too much possible volatility. Outcomes. Too much volatility. Yeah. Volatility. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. That's the word I was looking for. So, um, and, and I guess the other top game of the week was Rams versus Bears. That one's on Sunday night. I put this one in here because it's the Sunday night game. Um, yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I'll talk a little bit more about it later because this is my survivor pick. Um, oh. But I, I don't see. I don't see the bears being within 10 points of, of the Rams. Yep. I agree with you there, especially starting Andy Dalton. Right. All right. Um, but it should be interesting. Um, I think for a, a, a Sunday night game, Matthew Stafford, right. His first appearance with the yeah, Rams. Let's that, see what they can do with that offense with absolutely. an actual uh, McVay offense. That's not by golf, right? So somebody other yeah. than golf that's, that's running that McVay offense and um, how quickly, do um do the calls for Justin Fields come with Chicago? So pretty quick Andy guys. Dalton, my gonna the, get, be my yeah. guess. Yeah, and as we talked about, I think he is a sacrificial lamb here against um, the Rams' tough defense. So let Aaron Donald squash Andy Dalton, and then you can start a fresh uh, Justin Fields next do you, week. Do you think this is going to be like that? Um, I mean. Eli Manning, um, Daniel Jones thing where like, you know, if they're getting beat up pretty good in the first week, they'll, they'll pull, like they'll ease, um, Justin Fields in maybe like sort of not use a two quarterback system, but if a game gets out of hand, they'll, they'll, you know, sort of give him, give him a little time. And then, you know, by week four, he's the quarterback. I don't know if Matt Nagy is creative enough for that. <laughs> the, the bear the bears head coach i yeah. i he seems like a black and white thinker to me i don't know if he's gonna have a package type thing for fields okay um that's that's my thought on that i guess um he could surprise me right he could be uh he could have uh as as i saw you know i'm sure i've said this before some people speculated that he tanked trubisky so that he could get um get Trubitsky out of there and get a better quarterback. Um, purposefully not calling things <laughs> that would work for Trubitsky. That, that would be, be the that, most that's... Machiavellian thing. <laughs> yeah. It would be an impressive yeah. uh, like respect if that's what happened. Yeah. I, guess. That, I don't know. That's some what galaxy brain stuff. I think. Yeah. Oh my internet. goodness. So, all right. So let's, let's go to our picks yeah. section here. So what we're going to do, um, we're going to three picks each. Um, I said money line uh, against the spread or um, over under. Um, and we're going to track them and see how we do throughout the year. 
Um, so Tim, why don't you give me your number one best bet? This All week? right. Uh, so my, my number one is the Washington football team and that pick them. Um, I just, I think they're going to be a good football team, Washington. And we, we both kind of talked ourselves into, uh, believing that they would win the, um, win the NFC East a couple weeks ago. So, um, I, I'm going to say that pick them right there is probably your best bet. Uh, and at 44 and a half, if you wanted to get fancy and, and tricky and do a points pick parlay, um, I don't know that this one's going over uh, the 44 and a half. So 21 to 10, 24 to 10 maybe is what I'm seeing here. Uh, I I, I think that could be a a good play to go Washington and the under. Okay. All right. So I will, um, I'll go ahead and give my first because it is also this. Um, okay. We, we both, as we talked about the game, we both agreed that Washington um, is the side and it is at a pick them. So I will go ahead and pick Washington. So, all right, give me your second one, Tim. Okay. So my second game, I'm going to go, you know, it's tempting to, after seeing what the Texans did today, which is traded uh, Bradley Roby over to the, uh, over to the saints. Uh, it's tempting to, see that game and be like, Oh, I'm going to pick against the Texans. Cause obviously they're seems like they're actively trying to lose when they're playing Jacksonville. So I'm not, not quite bought into that one just yet. Um, so where I'm going to go is I'm going to go to Monday night. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens on the road minus four and a half. Um, I, like the Ravens, uh, I, I I dislike that um, that their running back uh, is is out for the you know star running back uh, is out for the year, but I'll uh, I'll I'll believe that they're going to have the next man up mentality. Gus Edwards going to rush for uh, over a hundred yards in that game, and I I like the Ravens um, minus four and a half. Man, all right. So this is not going to be that interesting so far because that's my second one too. I ah! like the Ravens minus four and a half. I think the Raiders are going to be pretty mediocre. I think the Ravens will be good enough to win this one by a touchdown. Okay. Wow. So we're all right. Give me your third one, and we'll we'll try to get some differentiation here. Okay. So I'll go. Yeah, and just just for funsies here, uh, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll take those six and a half points that the bills are uh, laying to the Steelers and, and run with them. So I don't, I don't know why that spread is as large, large as it is. You said there's a lot of hype around the bills, uh, but I don't know if the Steelers weren't, I know they had a tough end to the season, but they weren't a bad football team last year. I certainly expect them to be competitive within the touchdown. Um, so give me the Steelers and the six and a half points. All right. Steelers plus six and a half. I will not be taking that one. Um, so we will have some differentiation here. I am going to take, and let me look at the line here just to make sure I'm going to take the New York jets and the Carolina Panthers over 44 points. So I think your guy, Zach Wilson and his offense, the LaFleur offense uh, over 44, I said over 44, right? No, no half on that. Um, just plain 44. So I think this can, uh, be a 24-21 game. 
Um, I, I think uh, both offenses will be ahead of the defenses. I think with Christian McCaffrey and Matt Rule, they will have something schemed up that will work. And um, I think the Jets with um, their new additions and Zach Wilson uh, will have enough to score over 24 points. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a good pick. And who, who's got the 24? I think the Jets have 24. Yeah, I think the Jets I, win this Carolina, game. Carolina is favored, but I, I, I don't – Carolina is it's, it's too – too unknown for me to, to lay points for them um, at this point. Um, and the Jets, I think this is probably still some hangover from their last year. Um, but they got a new coach. They got a new offensive coordinator. got a new quarterback. Like, they've changed. Uh, got a new, you know, number one wide receiver. So, I think they've changed yeah. a lot of parts out. Um, so, that I think we'll see their next week maybe snap in the other direction, maybe some overcorrection on the Jets if they win this week. We'll see. So, um, yeah, and I, I really like Elijah Moore uh, for fantasy purposes uh, in this game. I would expect them to, you know, try to feed that guy uh, the rock and let him just make make some things happen in open field. Okay. All right, so let's let's recap the picks. Tim, you've got Washington um, straight up. It's a pick right now. So um, Ravens minus four and a half versus the Raiders. Pittsburgh plus six and a half versus the Bills. I've got uh, Carolina Jets over 44 points. Washington pick and Ravens minus four and a half versus the Raiders on Monday night. All right, so we have two alike, one different. So we should be still pretty close going into our, our I guess, I'll call this a contest, I guess. We'll see who yeah, does better. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll yeah. make it a contest. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So speaking of contests, one of the the kind of contests that has become every year become bigger and bigger, um, and I'm kind of a little bit fascinated with it, is this um, thing called Survivor. Yeah. So in Survivor, you um, get to pick a team straight up and down, winner, you know, pick a winner, right, every week. But the catch is once you pick them once, you can't use them again. So that's why it's called Survivor. So you have to be able to survive by winning. um, But you also have to be smart about which teams you pick because you need to make sure that you don't want to use them again later. So um, I'm in two little Survivor Leagues. Maybe I'll pick a third here. I I saw a notice about another one. So... um, I have some thoughts on it, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it first. You you talk, you mentioned it earlier in the pod, so yeah. So I'm in I'm in one really for the first time, and I guess my thought early on here is especially you know there there are a ton of strategies. Pick the team that the pick whoever's playing the Jets, right? That that works out pretty well for the most part, or you know at least it has in right. the past. Or you know this year it might be pick whoever's playing the Texans. Um, I think though, like in the first week of the season, it's difficult because as we said, we don't know what these teams are going to do. Uh, we could easily, I think both of us can easily see like a Pittsburgh beating Buffalo, something like that, even though Buffalo's that's one of the more uh, heavily favored games or like if Cleveland came away with a win or something, you know, we, we just don't, we don't know or if Miami beats uh New England. There's too many games that are question marks that I, I want to stay away from. Uh, so I think in week one, you got to do what the name of the pool is. You got to survive it. 
and go with a go with a team like, in my estimation here, uh, the Rams over the Bears. That one seems and so the Rams are a good foot. Like we're, we're pretty sure they're going to be one of the better football teams. Like that's you know there's probably six seven teams in the NFL where we're like that team's definitely going to be good. And the Rams are probably in that conversation. So I think using them in the first week as we start to figure out who the other teams are that are going to, you know, put together some good seasons. Um, that's that's how I'm looking at week one here. And I'm OK not picking the Rams uh, looking at their schedule the rest of the way because they've got some tough matchups. They've got Tampa Bay. They've got Seattle twice. Um, you know, they got Tennessee, San Francisco, Green Bay. Uh, so Baltimore. So I think like getting them here against Chicago, a team there, I think we're both pretty sure they're going to beat that team. Uh, that's, that's how you want to start your, your survivor pool. That's my strategy. What's yours? Yeah. Especially, well, so especially against the Andy Dalton, Chicago, right? Um, Right, right, right. Other teams that have, could have Chicago later could be facing the, uh, Justin Fields, Chicago, which could be also, you know, kind of a you know rookie quarterback double-edged sword. You don't could know. Could be really good, really bad. What you want with Survivor is certainty, right? So um, I'm in one that's quite large. Um, I-, I believe it's quite large. So in that one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a more aggressive approach. Um, and in that case, I'm taking Jacksonville. Um, because one of my strategies is to target Houston and Detroit, right? Yeah. <laughs> two, two teams who I think are not going to win very many games. So um, Jacksonville obviously plays Houston. Um, a team like the Rams has Detroit and Houston and also Jacksonville on their schedule in the future. Um, you know, another popular one um, is San Francisco over Detroit. Obviously San Francisco has Houston in week 17, which Houston is probably going to be a complete tire fire by then. Right. Um, so that that is probably um, where where I would hold San Francisco for. Obviously, it's Survivor, right? I may not survive to Week 17 to even use San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but if I'm planning for uh, you know winning the whole thing, you want to look at the uh, entire uh, schedule. Right. You have to have and, a, a larger plan. Yeah. Uh, you can't just go week to week. Right. Exactly. So. Um, you know, I, I use, I was looking at this site survivor grid.com, uh, which I put in the show notes for you. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, it. It's Tim. pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So they, they have based on their teams that people have entered in there to help them that, uh, 25% are using San Francisco against Detroit, obviously a good pick, but I think I like some of their games later a little bit better. Um, the Rams with yours, uh, that's a 20%. I think that's a great one if you want to get started off with a W. Um, yeah. Obviously, Tampa Bay over Dallas is is a big pick as well. Buffalo over Pittsburgh, 4%. That's um, a little, you know, as we said, you know, wouldn't be surprised if that one flips the other way. Yeah, I, T- I'm surprised T- T- that's as high as Cleveland. it is. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, and uh, Carolina over the Jets. I mean, you know, I think some people are, are again, still stuck in the last year's Jets mentality and 10% might just get wiped right off yeah. in the first week. Um, so my, so my, I guess let's do two. My risky one is Jacksonville okay. at Houston. Um, I, they're starting Tyrod Taylor. 
They traded away a bunch of players already. Um, I think that Jacksonville is going to be a little bit surprising this year. Um, and the rest of their schedule is is not... I mean, they have another game with Houston, but um, I'm not. I'm fine with burning them early in the season. So um, I'll this probably might go be your only chance to, as well. You yep. like as far yep. as you, yeah, you know, Jacksonville may end up being you know a five win team, and this would be your only chance to to utilize them. Right, and and one of the other things and about Survivor is that if multiple teams survive to the end, the teams you know they start um, sorting it by um, uh, win percentage yeah. of the of the teams that you picked. So you want to be like picking the worst teams at the best possible time, right? You want to pick Jacksonville against Houston. You want to pick uh, Minnesota against Detroit, right? You want to pick these games that are um, bad teams beating up on other bad teams. It's risky, but it gives you a little bit of advantage later in the game. So um, in a bigger pool, I would take Jacksonville over Houston. And I think um, my, my lock of all lock is what 25% of the pool is going with, which is uh, San Francisco over Detroit. Um, San Francisco, then you don't get Houston late. But again, if you want to start with a win, I think that's the way that I would. Yeah, go. that's not a bad, uh, not a bad way to go. Go, like you said, go hunting for, uh, for those two teams and you're going to have a good chance. Yep. And the Rams obviously have Detroit, Houston, and Jacksonville on their schedule as well. So um, there's a few games and the New York Giants, which I think would might be a, a sneaky game as well. So yeah. um, a, a couple of uh, better spots for the Rams. So that's what I'll probably go with. Uh, I'll go with San Francisco against Detroit in, in the safer version of the pick. All right. Okay. Um, that's our survivor. Um, let me and let me just write down the one that you picked. You're on the Rams, and I am on San Francisco and Jacksonville. All right. All right. So anything else you want to talk about for week one before we wrap up this week? Um, no, I think we – well, we had the uh, we had the PGA championship. It sort of turned out to be just a, a bit of a two-man show, uh, you know, between Patrick Cantlay and, and John Rahm. Uh, no one really made made that like upward climb up the the because they do the staggered start. Uh, right. No one really made the upward uh, upward climb to challenge them. Uh, it was a cool, basically match play scenario uh, going down the wire. So it was that, that was fun to watch. Um, but that that does put uh, I guess the PGA the PGA season to a uh, to an end. Wow, and they they start up early though, like January or something. They start in the South and Hawaii and yeah, yeah, uh, and Southern California. I think there's there's one in yeah, there's one out there. So I I, I do think they they get going early, and then there's the uh, the Ryder Cup, which is fun in uh, in a couple of weeks to pay attention to. Yeah, and and obviously, as I put in the show notes, we are in the fantasy sports solstice, as I like to call it. We are wrapping up fantasy baseball playoffs. I got one or two teams into the playoffs um, might get wiped off the map in the first week, but uh, we've also got obviously uh, fancy football starting um, and uh, frustrating to me 
basketball starts in a month. Uh, so I got a draft. I, I got a draft of those teams. So um, I am completely unprepared for that. So there's a lot going on um, here in the month of September. It's a great sports month. September, October are probably two of the better sports months out there. Um, October being primo for, for uh, MLB playoffs, basketball starting middle of the NFL season. So um, we got, we got great stuff ahead, Tim. Um, So with all of that great stuff ahead, what are you keeping your eye on? All right. So I'm going to go a little more serious on this one and say that uh, we got on Saturday, it is the 20th um, anniversary of September 11th, 2001. And something that I've been doing um, every year. And I, we, we were in college together, uh, when, when that happened and something that I know that, uh, I think it was a time where everyone was just, you know, all, I don't know, just, it was a difficult, difficult time. Everyone was confused trying to figure things out, uh, like under, just understand things. And I, I remember at least for me and even people that, you know, weren't baseball fans that postseason uh with uh with the Yankees and the run that they made to the World Series was was really exciting. Um and I remember myself getting wrapped up in that and getting excited about it and and that you know just kind of I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it but just I think a lot of people uh, I'll just speak for myself. I found something uh in in that that was helpful. And uh there's a great documentary. It's called Nine Innings from Ground Zero. And I watch it every year on September 11th. And it is about the um, about the New York baseball teams. And there's so many like, uh, or just about baseball and September 11th. And there's so many cool stories about how uh, the first game back, because they took uh, at least a week off um, of, of baseball. I think it was actually the Cardinals that played the first the first actual game back. I think they had a day game. Um, and then the first game in New York, Mike Piazza hits a, for the Mets, hits a game winning home run. in I think the eighth inning, there's so many, you know, and the Yankees had the two games where they were down to their last strike in the ninth inning and hit home runs to either uh, to, to tie the game and send it into extra innings. Uh, there's so many cool stories. The, the, the first pitch thrown by president Bush, uh, so many cool stories that come out in that documentary. Um, and I am, uh, it's something that I'm looking forward to doing because I remember it, it really does take me back to how I felt 20 years ago. And, um, I guess how baseball in that moment, uh, gave me something that, that I needed. Okay. You did go deep there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that, that sums it up perfectly. I think, you know, we talk a lot about um, sports and, you know, obviously we don't, we try not to take sports too seriously here on this podcast, but I think there is a, a place for sports as kind of a healing um, device, I guess, so to speak, where um, just people uh, all get together and watch it, enjoy it. And it's, it's something that that matters and there is emotion put into it and it's an escape from normal life uh stress of normal life and yeah. uh 
uh, everything that hangs over every day. Um, so it, it's, you know, you can enjoy the games and root for it. And, you know, the great thing about sports is that amazing things happen, you know, every day. Um, and especially, you know, as, as things get uh, more meaningful in sports late in the seasons, as this does in baseball, right around that time, yeah. um, that you start to see things that are even more, you know, magical is, is not the right word, but you know, kind of fits there. So, um, I, uh, I'm struggling here to find a, something to put into my silly outro. Um, so, uh, I think I'm just, because we are on a serious moment here, I'm going to leave the, my, my usual silly outro out. Um, but we've got NFL week one coming up. Obviously we have, um, you know, 20 years since nine 11 coming up this week. Um, we've got a lot of things to think about with sports coming up in all of these different months. So um, everyone, please enjoy the sports. Enjoy week one. Stay safe. Keep listening to our podcast. Five stars. Um, five stars rating. Yeah. Give us five stars. <laughs> we thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Sounds good, Jeff. You got it. Man. All right. Ah. I sorry, we got we got we got into a serious moment there. Yeah, we did. We went. That's all right. I'm not afraid of that. Do you, I'm not do you, of that. Do you remember watching those games in, in the World Series in the Jewett NPR? Like there were so many people that I remember looking around. I was like, these people aren't even baseball fans, and they're like, yeah. Um, yeah. That was yeah. That was really cool. That might have solidified actually. Uh, the like the my absolute for Tino Martinez from that <laughs> there you go yeah there you go. That, that solidified it I, yeah. Yeah. well and obviously a lot of people New York yeah or right. yeah. yep. New York about it the like amazing thing that you know people probably have like rokus in their rooms now and they watch whatever they want at all times and like we had to like i don't know like keep each other's CDs with seinfeld episodes on them yeah uh, to watch on our tiny computer screens or and if you need to watch tv you had to go to i had to like sign it out for a period oh my gosh i remember yeah you had to like go sign to um what was the woman who sat at the front off or the front irma was that her name Ir- irma yeah that's <laughs> her name right <laughs> To go to Irma, it's <laughs> not the TV. <laughs>